welcome to the CNC Collective. This is our um, podcast series where we discover um, what people in our community are doing and and what they're working on. Um, It's also podcasts to just see um, how they're impacting their own communities in their creative industry. Um, It's an honour to introduce um, my one of my, my first guests. Her name's called Asha Fundi, and um, she is the founder of an amazing platform that really is helping to change the mindset um, in um, her industry. Um, hi, Asha, how oh are you? Oh my, that intro, babes. <laughs> pressure <laughs> it's not pressure oh. it's a good thing that's what you're trying oh, to do I love um. it no you know what I accept it I claim it I claim it thank you thank you for having me I am this has been a, yeah no worries this is amazing you know it's um definitely good because um this is one of the platforms where I guess it, it's a problem because I know that we started around yeah. the same time um and I know a year ago you were discussing how you wanted to do a podcast mm-hmm. and you know seeing what you've done now is amazing um so just before we get into that if you would like to just introduce yourself to the community who you are what you do what your platform is oh, okay about. hi guys my name is Asha Fundi um I'm the host of my own podcast also um it's called After 25 um and also I I don't know what to call it, but I also have my a page on Instagram. So after 25 is what can I explain it to be? It's something that I'm really passionate about. I feel like as women, mm-hmm. we get to a certain age and society pressure, life pressure, and also like your own pressure that you should be some, you should be like at this six figure job, you should be having the family, the husband, the house, the career. So I just feel like there's this extra pressure and also just the way you should look after after a certain age. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, so after 25, yeah. I was just like, okay, I'm now at the age where I am over 25 and what does life look like? Mm-hmm. And it firstly yeah. started with skincare. Like after I had my son, my skin just went mm-hmm. left and I was just like, okay, like what is life after this? Because life after 25 does mean for some women that it means having kids. It means having your first child. Yeah. It does mean that life goes the way it has just flipped upside down for me. And that also came with my mm. skin. So I started, so I started off my yeah. uh, Instagram page and just with skin, just showing people, okay, this is what I was using. Um, especially during a time where your hormones, it is, it's it's Mm. something else like during pregnancy after pregnancy it's just your skin and your body everything is not yourself anymore so I was kind of going through that and I was like okay let me document this because I've I've always had um skin issues that that's something that Mm -hmm. I'm really familiar with I've always had skin issues so yeah be you know dealing with skin problems it was just different because now I know the situation was different. The circumstance was different. That I was dealing with dry skin. Mm-hmm. I was dealing with uh, acne. But this time I was like, okay, it's pregnancy. Like after I had my mm-hmm. kid, it just, I knew that what was causing it was just my hormones. So I I just was like, okay, let me document it differently. Because before I wasn't really, when I was younger, I wasn't really keeping track. I was using the same thing, Clinique. That's yeah. all I was really... <laughs> oh, <laughs> We've we all, all been start. there. So... <laughs> combination oily number four exactly so I was using the same thing so I think this time I thought okay no let me actually document it and show other women and it was something Mm -hmm. fun to do because I'm not gonna lie after pregnancy 
you have your first kid, there's a loneliness as well and boredom. You're not working. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much you can talk to a two-year-old or a one-year-old. Like you're, like you're not really yeah. saying anything. So it was, it was a way to kind of also kind of get my creativity back again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, so okay. Was, so that's my intro, really long intro, but just to give you an insight of <laughs> you've actually answered have two I? Of my questions. You, me. If you, don't, you need to tell me when to start talking, babes. I would just talk. I know, I know. This is why we love you on this podcast. But um, you know, it's great that you started because I, I know that um obviously uh, was my next question was simply going to be what was your inspiration behind the start of after 25 and just how you explained it it was obviously during pregnancy you know your skin started to change you wanted to educate yourself a bit more so would you say as you started documenting your skin journey the podcast um side of it just came naturally? yeah because I think I was talking to you just what I wanted the platform after 25 to be mm-hmm. um yeah, the skincare was always first love, but then I was just like, I was also mm-hmm. going through and still going through it. I was just career crisis, like that break from mm-hmm. having a kid, and it wasn't like I left a job that I loved. I was happy to leave yeah. it, but then it left me in a place where I was just like, what do I want to do next? What is it that I mm-hmm. love doing? And doing the doing the after 25 page introduced me to so many different people within the skincare industry like we'll start we'll start like engaging in people's pages you start commenting it becomes like a little family you see the same people so this, this kind of skincare right. industry and the only thing that I found I was like as much as I was into the skincare I wasn't really seeing a lot of black women so so the idea of yes. everything just kind of like rolled into one I was just like, okay like career crisis what can I do that that I love doing. I love talking. This one, you can't even stop me. So I was just like, okay, if I love talking and I love talking about skin and I was going through my career crisis and I really, and I was like, okay, I think there's other women who are going through the same where you don't really know what you want to do, especially when you kind of take a a forced career break during maternity. So it was also Mm -hmm. a way for me to be like, okay, I'm kind of blessed. I've got this time where I can take time and really kind of know what is it that I want to do. So the podcast was really mm-hmm. just a natural thing. I was just like, okay, I can talk about skin and also get inspiration from black women that I was seeing on my timeline, like women my age who were right. going for it, who were doing things. And it, you know, and I was kind of like, you know what? I could do this. I could just celebrate these women, talk to these women, get inspiration from them, and they can inspire other people, mm-hmm. definitely inspiring me where at a time where I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I doing next career-wise? So that was yeah. just everything just kind of rolled into it. Yeah, because it's a good thing because I I myself, you know, I've had mm. a skincare journey. But uh, what I also realised, and I think it's amazing about your platform, is you don't, there's not a lot of skincare journeys that, you know, uh, directly market to the melanin, the dark woman, mm. you know, skin tone. I think now with the rise of what's going on on social media, and I think a lot of more people being aware of it now, so we're having an um, uprise in it. Um, but I think that's one of the things about your podcast. It's really educated me and I've taken some tips on board and as you you should be proud of me right now I've done a skincare routine um so yeah I'll definitely be going over some products with you later on on the um podcast but um no it's definitely something that I think we all need especially in our community coming from a Congolese background you know 
our background in in skin is not the best. But the fact that we've got people like us of the second generation educating people in our communities, even if they're from the same generation as us or the generation before or the ones coming up now, at least there's someone they can relate to that be like, this is the actual way to do it. Um, Because we are not in our natural habitat. You know, we're we're in the UK, we're not in Africa. So there's certain skin um, regimes and products that we need to use on our faces so we don't damage our skin. And this is something about your podcast that I love because you've not only had, you know, beauty fanatics, you've also had beauty scientists and telling you the educational, you know, aspect of it. And this is my leading on to my next question is, um, do you think that um, as you've started this journey, being on the podcast of the guests, do you think that your knowledge on what is needed for melanin skin um, has increased um, during this sort of journey? Do you know what? I'll be wrong to say like my own journey is what's educating me, me talking to my guest. There was actually such Mm -hmm. a big, big, big undiscovered platform of black women who love skincare. There is such like, it's so Mm -hmm. hidden because unfortunately when you go on Instagram, the big influencers, the big skincare uh, brands they only work with white uh, white customers they only work with white influencers so you don't so we don't actually know yeah. what for me I wasn't really aware that there's such a big industry for black women who do love skincare there is that there is that world so mm-hmm. doing my my skin page pushed me to also kind of find new people find other black women who are into skincare find other black women who are not just into natural skincare but also into like Mm -hmm. chemicals and active ingredients and things like that so I kind of started getting to know that there is so much more and it's only sad because for us black women we have to look for these things they're not in our faces and I think that's why I can't say that my you know, for me to do after 25 is the only time that I started learning. I kind of started learning from others, mm-hmm. just being like, oh, wow, I didn't know mm-hmm. that there were so many uh, influencers, skincare. I didn't know. Like, so you kind of start to find it because unfortunately the algorithm is, it's a mess. It's yeah. really a mess. Unless you're physically yes. active and you're physically looking for these people, you won't, yeah. you won't find them. It won't come to you. So I had to start searching mm-hmm. for these things. And then, you know, once you start searching, yeah. you start learning from each other. Yeah. You're yeah. Like educating yourself. Exactly. You're and, you know, through. and yeah. we all know, like, there's so many criticism about, oh, getting your skin advice from from Instagram and social media. But unfortunately for black women, that's kind of the, the only way we can. We get it from recommendation from yeah. someone else who's used it. We, we get it from seeing mm-hmm. a, uh, an influencer, a black influencer showing us. Like the smart thing for me, I always tell people, please or don't see something and straight away go and use it. For me, it's all about research. Mm-hmm. It's all about use what you've seen yeah. and like run with it and go and read <clears throat> about it. Find out if it's for you because at the end of the day, your skin is your skin. Like you have to learn. You have yeah. before you learn about skincare. I feel like get to know your skin. Just the basic, yeah, like, is it dry? Sure. Is it oily? And if you, you know, on my show, I like the fact that it's a mix of uh, guests that come in. Like you said, there's skin, there's skin fanatics. There, there is scientists mm-hmm. who do it for a living. There, uh, you know, I've spoken to a journalist, but I also want to speak to people who are not that knowledgeable on skincare because I'm like skincare is it's not that serious you know yeah, what I mean I'm like I just don't <laughs> want black women to feel intimidated that because because they're not seeing yeah. themselves 
in you know marketing campaigns they're not seeing the adverts are not using us like you know when it comes to like retinol they don't really include us in those adverts so you find like black women yeah. are intimidated by skincare and also you know we live with the bondage of black don't crack so you know naturally <laughs> Trust yeah, this, me, it's cracking. This is what I'm saying. Like, if you don't look after it. yourself, it, it's going to crack. So it's, you know, yeah. I think the show for me, I always tell my guests, when I, you know, invite people, I'm like, it's literally such, I just want to normalise skincare conversation amongst Black women, from serious to fun, yeah. to just so it becomes so casual that we start recommending SPF, like we've been doing, like, more recently. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's all I wanted. I wanted, like, skincare to be such a casual conversation amongst us. To kind of push these yeah. um, these brands to be like, no, we are women who love skincare too, you know. So it's like when you're talking mm-hmm. about retinol, talk to us about it as well because we care about also protecting our skin. You know, SPF is important. Yes. Include us in mm. these conversation because we are. Don't worry, we'll definitely be getting into yeah, that um, so, later. On so yes, yeah, so I'm definitely all about like I just want us women whether you're knowledgeable about skincare or not but not to be intimidated by it like go and look go and find find what works for your basic routine is all you need yeah and um you know it's it's great because um i don't know whether you've noticed so there's been uh starting to be an influx of like beauty mm-hmm. platforms like um cult beauty and look fantastic but directed for black beauty skincare um i mean what is your opinion on that because for me it's been great um i think i got approached by one brand on instagram last week they're like oh mm-hmm. let me know if you need anything and i was looking and i was like this is amazing to have you know products that are suitable for black skincare so it's, it's about time that we had our own version of a look fantastic or occult beauty I mean how is this um what is your opinion on that and how is it um basic do you think it's gonna help sort of bring that awareness to oh my god I well? love it I love it because I think you know as you know growing up a lot of us when you went shopping you went to boots we went to super mm-hmm. drugs and then these places there was yeah. never anything that was targeted at us for us and mm-hmm. at the end of the day we all talk about skin is skin is skin but there's also every skin has different needs especially with black skin we have mm-hmm. completely different needs we're actually a lot more sensitive than white skin the way that we the way that we scar and dark marks and hyperpigmentation so those right. things are yeah. so specific oh, to gosh. us that we do we do need products mm-hmm. for us. So like now having these brands yeah. who are purposely only um, trying their best to sell products that are targeted for our skincare, it's amazing. You don't have to go far. Now you know where to go. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. the issue is like we're so, yeah. I want them to actually become so common that they're just next to my boots. Because now if, if I run out of something, yes. yeah. I have to buy it online. So, so you know, there's still mm-hmm. that kind of thing that you still have to get online. You still have to wait three to five working days to get your order. Whereas I just want to go mm-hmm. to Boots and then want to go to my high street and it's there. That's my dream. That is like literally, oh, that, that is the sweetest dream that I could, <laughs> honestly, that I could just go to my <laughs> local high street and be able to buy black products from black owned stores that, you know, just things like that, yeah. just to make it easy. Because that's another thing, having to order things, if you yeah. need things right here and then, you end up buying what's next to you. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, it's it's, it's not a great yeah. thing, it's inconvenient. So um, having of it these all. new, yeah. I, oh God, no. I, and that's, I always say, guys, we need to support them. We need to buy from them 
purposely we need to do everything yes. with such intent when it comes to these black owned brands we have to sort support them as much as we can because we support them mm-hmm. that will encourage others to come forward so then that gives us more yes. options so then we are just we're just lost for option instead of always having to go to brands that don't even care about us so it's so important that these brands yeah. these companies online stores that are catering to black women you need to support them if there's something that you want to buy and you can get it from them try your best to get it from them because that way it's going to get more so we need more diversity in the market and that's the only way we can do that oh i i 100 agree and i think it's so good um with the right with Mm -hmm. the awareness that it's bringing um which um, brings us on to our next subject your favorite subject let's talk spf um because i think this is something that um as a community we need to be educated on and why it's important um i know it's a hot topic for you and i think you know um people understanding that you know being here is not our natural habitat um and just explaining to the community like why it's important i think it's really important that people need to know because because me myself to my own ignorance i've always associated yeah. spf with going on holiday you're not the only one because that's how it's all that's how that's how it's sold to us when we go to our boots or whatever it's like wear your sunscreen wear your spf but only this year till I started listening to your podcast I realized oh you're supposed to wear it all year round I didn't know that and I can be a testament to myself like since I've started doing my um face Mm -hmm. routine I know I've messaged you as well and I've started using I think the last month I started using SPF daily um just during the day but night I do my own routine I've seen a really big difference in my skin so with me I'm very uh, Mm -hmm. prone to getting uh, blemishes I noticed since using SPF that's cleared away um so yeah I'd love you to just talk about um to our community the importance of SPF and just giving them the background on why it's important because I think, I think a lot of people don't know do you know why. what's crazy is that every time when you try and have a conversation with someone which is still today and you're like oh black people we need to yeah. use SPF you still get the pushback from a lot of people to be like mm, okay and and I always joke about it in mm-hmm. my uh, on my podcast that oh someone will be like, but my grandma doesn't use it in Africa, and we like we need to be mindful yeah. of that. Like we really need to because science is telling us mm-hmm. that skin is skin, and I'm not I'm not the most yeah. educated to tell you all oh, the climates are different and to get into all that. But kind of we have to mm-hmm. be serious. Like the sun here is very different to yes. the sun back home. The climate. You know what I mean? Like the climate yeah, here is 100%. very different to the climate back home. Like as Congolese people, yes, no shade to any, you know, our aunties and all that, but the bleaching, they would push that on us so much. However, yes. not tell us how to protect that. Can you imagine the damage that we've been doing to our skin for centuries? Ble- bleaching yes. and um, doing all these things to our skin, but not protecting it. Mm-hmm. yeah no yeah it's it even when I I see you know aunties and uncles that I grew up with and I look at their skin now that's I'm the just thing like, and it's, and it's these you? like things like SPF and these are things like education that because we are not familiar with it that right now today people don't want to hear about it but I do have to say it has changed yeah. and I think the conversation has become so mm-hmm. normalized like you know I feel like I'm talking to so many people in my inbox asking me oh what SPF would you recommend and I love that because you know apart, like you said apart from the dark marks that SPF will protect it's also 
also let's get vanity as well. The yeah. wrinkles as well, guys. Like the sun, the sun is not your friend when it comes to wrinkles. Exactly, skin damage. You know, skin damage, skin, skin cancer. You just don't know what you could be exposed to. So many things, pollution, and all these things. Your um, skin and as, and SPF yeah. is something that's been for years, centuries has been told has been marketed only to white people. And yeah. you know, and we've grown up yes. with this notion of oh, black people don't need it. And like you said, like we only use it on holiday, but we don't wear it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm so passionate about it because like I said, I've yeah. dealt with so much skin issues, especially acne. Oh, acne, Jesus. <laughs> and, but what I wasn't realizing, like I could do a routine. I could do my test step routine, but if I'm not wearing an SPF, I'm literally undoing yes. everything that I have done because the moment you go into that sun, it's just mm -hmm. all the dark marks that you're trying to fade away. It's just going to get darker. That's really, yeah. So no, it's, I've I... learned, like, I'm, don't get me wrong. Like I ha I'm not like uh, an OG at this. I also remember, like, I remember when I used to work for a PR company, this was years ago. And my manager at the time was always mm -hmm. talking about it, saying like, and she was a black woman and yeah. she was in her 30s at the time. And she was talking about yeah. like, I wear SPF every day and I didn't take it seriously. I was in my 20s. I was saying I was young and fine. I don't mm -hmm. need it. But like the older I got, I realized like, and I was just like, she was right. Like she looked great for her age. Yeah. And like I'm saying, like her protecting her skin, sun, sunscreen and everything else played a role in the way she looked and now I'm like oh she was onto yeah. something because since using it I like you said we see a difference it's not even like we're lying it's not, we're not lying Definitely, like SPF yeah. it's got so many benefits not just about skin cancer which is the most important but also listen vanity vanity I want to stay young forever I want to look it <laughs> like so it's so like it's one of those things that I'm just like I'm always I think every episode I talk about SPF like I I literally want it to be a thing where it's yeah. just so casual. Like we we buy it like like we buy everything mm -hmm. else. Like you can't buy without it. That's literally what I want it yeah, to be. For where sure. when you go shopping, if your SPF, you know, like you know, black people, if your body, if your uh, body wash is finished, you cannot sleep. You, do you know what I mean? Like you're ordering that from no, Amazon yeah, course, ASAP. Yeah. Be the same SPF. Like yeah. I would love that. Like we take it the same yeah. as we would if we run out of coconut oil for our body. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Oh my gosh, yeah. But this is the thing, and I think it's just the lack of education on what SPF is used for. And you made a point, you said a point there, which I, I, I completely agree, you know, this is not our natural habitat. So there's certain things, um, you know, we're going to react to being in this in this habitat um so when whether we're when we're abroad away in africa mm. the sun's completely different the atmosphere is completely different i think our parents grew up not wearing spf wood it's like being back at home you don't need to um so i think being here and being taken out of that habitat you know we have to do extra for example being winter my hair care routine's a lot different mm. i have to wear a hat a lot more because you know having afro oh, hair like the way oh. the weather is our hair it's not agreeable but but if we're if we're in africa like having afro hair out and you know it's fine it's sunny all year round um so i think it's great that you know your show is used to definitely educate um the listeners on the importance of scpf and also the science of it and what you what it could happen to your skin if you don't use it um and i think with our community especially with parents coming from you know, home, they've come with attitudes like, why do you wear it? You don't need to wear it because they've never really had, yeah, exactly. They didn't know, it's unaware. 
Um, so um, I think that's what it is. And I think I'm grateful for a platform that you have and where you can really educate our listeners on what that is. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to sort of ask you, you know, since you started I, this, it's been a, it's been a I year think now, hasn't so. it? I think it's I, been a year. I think it's been a year. A year. Yeah I, yeah, I think I remember this time last year, or maybe, I think, no, December the oh. 15th, 2019. See, I still got the date. I think I remember that was my first podcast of yours. I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, podcast. Um, so I guess my question is, um, how has the journey been for you so far? Because um, it's been a year now. So tell us, you know, what's what's been your highs? What's been your lows Ooh, since you've been on well, this um, let podcast Well, let me start journey? with, I'll start with the low. Because right now, I feel like I'm experiencing the low right now. With the with uh, with the pandemic, okay. with the lockdown, with everything, especially the mm-hmm. second one, I've got to a station. You're just like, oh god, I'm so tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of my emotions. I don't know yes. what I'm feeling like. I'm st- you're stressed about what's happening outside, everything that's happening with the world, and then you mm-hmm. kind of have to force yourself to be pr- productive. I'm and I'm going to be completely yes, honest. I, I haven't been feeling agree. productive. I've been like, oh my god, I'm so tired. I everything, everything has just been also yeah. feeling really slow. I think that's the thing. Whenever you reach out and you start mm-hmm. something, you can be you can be so hard on yourself because you're not yeah. getting things fast in comparison to to others. And you know, comparison is the killer of yes. joy. And I am literally at a point in my life where I'm trying mm-hmm. to, I'm trying to like educate myself not just just mentally trying to really deal with these things and right now it is at a stage where I'm just like I told myself you know what take a break take a break for a moment reevaluate why you started Mm -hmm. this because the pressure of trying to do as better this person trying to get sponsors trying to get this it can it can take the joy away from what you started no I completely agree and I think mm-hmm. that's what comes with working in the creative industry and I think what's happened I think in the last year there's been an influx of exactly. everyone doing the same thing or jumping on different platforms um, and I think um, I was out for brunch with a friend of mine actually she gave me this advice and she was like as soon as you post on Instagram or you post on your other social media platforms turn your notifications off put it on airplane mode and don't look at it for two days because what you'll start to doing it start to do is comparing yourself to other platforms and that's actually what I've been doing and it's actually helped me mentally because I Absolutely. think it's about staying in your own lane and just focusing on the purpose and when you said you know about remembering why you oh. started it that's so important because before you start anything I believe that you need to have a purpose like what is the outcome what is it going to achieve and if you're just doing it just to to to, to get clout or just to I don't know waste valuable time because you're bored yeah these things can evaporate very quickly and I think it's really important to have that understanding is when you're starting something you've got to have purpose behind it but you know like you said you get your highs and your lows and this is normal um and I think this is good that you're talking about this oh my god this is the realities that people need to understand and you put your all into it you're going to be not only are you sensitive to it because this is kind of like your baby it's something that you're putting yourself out there like I yeah starting something or putting something out there for the world to have to judge it's so nerve-wracking like I'm literally at the point I've got to a point I'm just like do it even when scared when you're worried about people's reaction and stuff like this so when you do do a project like this you know I'm sure you can you can uh, relate to this it's your baby 
what I mean? Like you're so sensitive to it. You I become so sensitive. So everything that's happening, things like like social media, you know, your friend telling you to look away. That is real. Oh, that is real. You'll post something because you post yeah. things on Instagram for engagement. You post things on Instagram for yes. awareness, for people to see it. So when you do post something and you only get five likes, you're like, oh, okay, did you not, did, did that person not see what I posted? And it makes, <laughs> you know, it makes you question yeah. what you posted. But I've literally, I'm just at the stage, you know, yeah. just being like, appreciate the journey, appreciate no matter how slow you think it's going, mm-hmm. go with it. I am pushing myself to keep, to stay yeah. consistent. I'm pushing myself to again remember why I started it. So that that's that's been the low. Starting mm-hmm. something has really made me sensitive to yeah. things. It's made me, you know, insecure about things. It's it's made me look at things differently. So you know, and your emotions goes up and down. And let's not forget, we're in a pandemic. Like, you know, everyone right now is saying, you know, it's like, oh, you're at home. You should, you've got all the time in the world to become the doctor that you've always wanted to be. So while you're at home, do your master's, do your PhD, do everything. But you know what? Just survive. Oh, babes, survive. Like I, being a mom, like to a (laughs) three-year-old, it's not easy. It's not easy. Oh, Zion. If I can go a day where I've just survived and that my kid is happy and he's healthy and I'm happy and I'm healthy I've done something I've gone through that day I'm trying to I'm trying to force myself to appreciate those days I don't need to I don't need to wake up in the morning I'll have like a to-do list of 20 sometimes I only do two and I will I will kick myself and be like no Beyonce has 24 hours and Beyonce is ruling the world what am I doing with my 24 hours and I've learned to be like babe you're in a pandemic yeah and I think it's also the reality of you know what you can achieve yeah. I think it's just measuring it by your own lifestyle um I would write a list so I have a, a habit where I write a list of um 20 things to do but mm. my target is to get it done by the end of the week um because it's I find overwhelming you become so overwhelmed with it and then you, you end up yeah being so hard on yourself because you haven't managed to do it you know I haven't sometimes exactly. like wait you haven't taken into consideration that you've had to drop the kid off at school you had to come home and cook yes those hours mm-hmm. are gone like you have I'm learning to be kind to myself during the low points so like I'm really trying to learn yes. but the high point <laughs> the high yes, point is the, high the pride <laughs> that I have for myself I'm so proud of myself because I remember, like you said, we spoke about this yeah. and, you know, you've always been like, do it, do it, do it. And I wanted to do a podcast or I've wanted to do things like this, mm-hmm. like for years, but I've always waited for someone else to do it with me. I, yeah. And if they didn't do it, then I never did it. I've always yeah. been worried about doing it and making a mistake and failing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I did it and I'm still yeah. doing it, I'm really proud of myself. So that's whenever I get low, whenever I start shitting on myself or get really low, I'm always like, no. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. you doing it. You did it. You said you were going to do something and you're doing it. So that's always such a great feeling. No matter how low I'm feeling, yeah. whenever I'm like, no, like be proud of yourself, Asha, like you're doing it. Like forget about the measurements compared to anyone else. Like you are doing mm. it. Do it at your own pace. Do it as long as it takes you are doing it and yeah and I've been so fortunate I get to meet new people you know you get older as well like make new friendships are really hard because you're just because you're always on the go 
you're always yeah. working so you don't have time to meet new fe- meet mm-hmm. people so doing a podcast like I've met so many amazing women women that I from afar or up close yeah. I'm, I admire them I look at them I'm like oh cool look she's doing this like I mean I'm always that girl that's always like go babes oh you're doing it you're a winner you can do this like I love I think it's a leader in me I'm always hyping people up so it's just natural to me yeah. to always see people and be like oh god she's doing it that looks amazing so I'm now able to be in the presence yeah. of these women and that's great to me because it's inspiring me like seeing what you're doing with your platform I love it I'm always telling Mm -hmm. you I'm like babes this is something that you're onto something because you know the way the way that people see Congolese creatives Congolese people there's always a single narrative and I feel like what you're doing is changing that it's putting these talent because these people are doing it they've been doing it you're not you're not just bringing these people up and giving them the talent. No, this, yeah. they've had the talent. They've been doing it. Some of them are doing so right. amazing in their field, but no one is really seeing them and they're not getting the shine. So yeah. I love what you do and to be in your company and to also for you to always see me, like you're always like, oh, I should do this or I should do this. It, this is why I, this is one of my high points. <laughs> I get to open my world to to meet different people yeah no just I completely agree with that and I think you know one of the benefits Mm -hmm. of having your own platform is connecting with people from different walks of life you know actually you know meeting new friends that you have that Mm -hmm. in common with where you can talk to them about the same interests I think that's so important and you're not coming with any false pretenses you're actually generally building a, a friendship over something that you guys have in common so I think you know that's one the benefits and you know touching on the narrative for Congolese people you're completely right and that's something I'm fighting against every single day um about you know the the single narrative Mm -hmm. that we are always lumbered with and it's like okay guys it's not always doom and gloom people are doing things because this is this is the thing you think always doom and gloom and our happy places when we're dancing and singing that's great but then there's people who are making you know mm-hmm. you know impacts in these industries and it's about educating people in our community who they are and I think that's so important because it gives you another outlook of our yeah and, the, and um, what we're people. actually doing oh. I'm so um, in all so like that's, so that's another thing sorry to cut you off yeah. but also like Instagram things like that social media exposes us to so yeah. many different people and with your platform is you just kind of narrowing it down to be like oh exactly. look at these people look into them look at their page like I've met seen so many people on yeah. the platform that I'm just like and the ignorance in me is like oh they're Congolese it's ignorant. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, ah, is it? Yeah, and yeah. it's like, there's some ignorance and there's also some joy to be like, oh, they're Congolese. Okay. Like, yeah. It's no, it's absolutely like we yeah. have to because these people are talented. Everyone is so talented, you know. And like you say, it's not all doom and gloom. Everything that's happening with everything that's happening with Congo is it's so hard for us because we know this is our home this is you can Mm. just because we live in the UK you can't take away what that home feeling like Congo to us is our home so we want to always showcase it in the best light and not always the 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 gloom and all the heartaches that's happening like I think as as people as Congolese people you can tell how we're just vibrant we are happy we are people like we are creative we're happy we're Mm -hmm. we're funny people we love life we love we love happiness so when everything that's Mm -hmm. happening with our country right now it is heartbreaking for us but it's also great to also be like we can celebrate our talent we can celebrate this we can showcase 
the positive things and use yeah. that to also showcase what is happening and how we can contribute to the changes back home because it's heartbreaking to see my people like this yeah and exactly and this is another reason why i started this it's because the generation that we're in now with the skill sets we, we have with the influence mm-hmm. in with the influence we have in certain industries we can bring that back home because we've got that talent we've got that knowledge and we've got that intelligence to bring it back home and to build something out there. Yes, there will be challenges. Of course, there's challenges when you always start something new. But the fact that you already have that skill set and that connection, why not bring it back home and bring that skill with you? I think it's it's one of the most important things. And that's probably one of the things that keeps me pushing to continue this platform um, and having like people like yourself. Wants <laughs> me to go back home to Congo, just talk about SPF. I am there. Just make just make it two tickets because I need to take my baby too. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I, exactly what you're saying. We can we can change things and we can change it in a different way. I think you know, I there's for us we need everyone needs yeah. to kind of stay in their path and stay in their lane. Anyone we can change the world in different ways. You know, I a lot yes. of things sometimes I watch people and I'm like, oh no, I'm not really into politics. I don't really know how I contribute to this but I can contribute in my own way mm-hmm. me, me educating people on skincare of on course. SPF and it's a that's a different way that I can contribute to my country and someone else who works in creators works in music and works in this we can contribute yeah. and change our own country in a different way just an all-rounder you see how Nigerians are you know look how the artists musicians how they've yeah how oh, they've gosh. changed their generation and how they can to change their generation with everything that's been happening yeah right now with scars you see how a lot of the mm-hmm. changes have happened because of the younger generation and all from different industries the music you know the yeah. artist said something the um the actors said something you know whatever platform you know the skincare influencers yeah. said something so it you know i don't think you need to be you know within politics yeah. to feel like you can change it so what we're doing in our fields, we can change co- yeah, Congo not. however we want to change it in with our talent. You don't have to compromise that. We can yeah. do that. We can bring awareness to it. It's amazing that an artist will get, get into a platform and be like, I'm Congolese and start talking about the problems in Congo in a platform that usually wouldn't talk about it. And that is a way to change it. So, yeah, for sure. And I think it's all about, mm-hmm. you know, it's, at the end of the day, it's about building the economy up again. So by doing that, like you're saying, taking your knowledge and taking it back to Congo, building up the economy doesn't just mean politically, but what we're doing in these small little towns and these small little villages or, or in the big cities, that's how it's going to change. It's about building up the economy, but knowing how. So it doesn't always have to be a political oh. thing. But we know Congo is not an easy country to deal with right now. But it's having the the impact that you're making, you may seem it's small yeah. or not as big because it's not political. It doesn't have to be. And I think touching on that is really encouraging to people that may be listening to this podcast. You know, it, you can do a lot more. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's definitely good that you touched on that. Um, so I think that's what, you know, people need to hear. But um, mm-hmm. moving on to our, my next question, back to beauty again. Um, what is your opinion on the beauty industry now um, with obviously the rise of black owned brands getting, you know, do you feel like they're getting 
now getting the recognition that um, we they deserve. So I know, obviously, with the BLM movement, with all with the black owned brands and everything, that's just completely. I think the last six months completely blown. Um, what is your opinion on that? I'm still watching a lot of these brands with the side eye. Like I, I don't know. Because we've gone right. through this okay. for so many years that I'm kind of, I don't trust these brands. I don't trust a lot of these, these uh, the people who are in charge. Mm-hmm. There's still a part of me that feels like they're only doing it for the moment because yeah. you can do, we've seen, they've done, they've all done the black boxes. Everyone did Black Lives Matters. But now that the dust yeah. is kind of settling in terms of social media, because there's still people doing the work. Like just because we don't see on social media anymore doesn't mean there's not people still doing it. But because the uproar is not as high as it was when it first started, a lot of these brands have gone quiet. So it's so it's very side eye for me. I can I can admit like there's been some changes which I love. I'm now I'm now seeing more um beauty beauty brands featuring black owned brands. That is now becoming a thing and I love and I love that. My only mm-hmm. thing, however, yeah. is that what I don't like is that, oh, top black-owned mascaras, yeah. top black-owned sunscreen. Like, can we just do top top mascaras and you just include black-owned brands in those standard top five? That's, that's all a lot of these brands are asking, to right, be included okay. in, the, in the conversation like everyone else. Like this whole tokenism of being like, oh yeah, we're gonna do top mm-hmm, five black mm-hmm. brands you need to look out for. It's all nice and cute for now, but what happens five years now? You can't keep doing just top black own brand. Like just include everyone in your top, you know, if you're saying top SPF, just include black owned brands in your top SPF because that that's what it is. Your readers are all mixed. Yeah. So mix it in things. Don't just, you know, find separate us and be like oh this is the I that's what I don't like you know I it's it's definitely there's been some changes Mm -hmm. whether it's long term that's that's my side eye my side eye is like how how long is this really gonna last but there's yeah there's some changes like changes are being made like we can't I can't ignore that there are changes being made there's more I I love seeing how many more uh black women are being asked to be the face of things to come into the conversation to be part of brands I can see so many so many you know um influencers are getting more opportunities now they're being asked to feature something they're working with brands that before didn't really want to work with them so I can definitely see the changes in the beauty industry like when it comes to you know the Black Lives Matter and Black Beauty and things like this so I can see changes I'm just kind of like how long how long yeah well this brings me on to my next thing because what what I was saying earlier on the podcast um I love the fact that we have a platform specifically for black owned brands to do a skincare um I think one of them is called Conspiry Beauty and maybe I've got that wrong um but um Mm -hmm. they are you know a platform like a look fantastic or a cult beauty and I love that we're now getting more of these platforms because um you know we don't have to maybe rely on the boots and on the you know these uh certain companies to include us in the conversation obviously that would be great Mm, yeah the fact that we have these anyways is a good thing as well um I mean it's it's I mean it's it's starting to be a rise now which I love um so um yeah it's it's great um but um yeah like you said obviously things still need to change it's not going to change overnight but the fact that things are starting to change the fact that a lot of um 
I think um, black women and men have a certain have their own, you know, I've seen a lot of bid camp, uh, you know, platforms for men's bids. Um, so the fact that we're having our own platforms, like um, recently, I think one of my friends actually has her own um, beauty um, range. So she's featured in like Stylish, she's featured in Sunday T- Time Style. Um, and I recently um, was given a gift from her, one mm-hmm. of her um uh, I think it was oil blemishes, so citrus oil blemishes. I think the brand yeah. is called um, Noella, Noella, I think it is. I'm correct me if that's wrong. But, um, yeah, so it, just supporting her and the product is so good. Yeah. It's, it's probably just as good as the ones on the high street. Um, and I think people think that the products that we produce um, is not as going to be of it's not as be, going to be as good as what is on the shots, but actually, if you take your time to research, and I think that's why I'm really championing these platforms that have beauty brands for black that are black owned, um, because it makes no. people more aware. Ah. If they're looking for something in particular, they don't need to go to packs. No, you're so um, right. And you know, don't give me wrong. Like, when I say, you know, for them to include us in their top five and top things like this, it's it's great if they do. Yeah. But we don't want to. We're not begging for it because as you said like now there's more there's more black women and there's more black yeah. owned businesses and there's more brands that are targeted at black people by black people so the option we're getting more options we still need a lot more but yes. we, we've got some if you wanted a yeah. if you wanted a face wash tar- for black women by black women by a black woman you would find it it's but it's just you just have to work a little yeah. bit harder to find it and that's yes. what that's what I I don't have time. I don't want to do that, and mm-hmm. I sh- and we shouldn't yeah. have to do that. Like we should be able yes. to also open up a stylist and see mm-hmm. just as casually as we as we would see any other brand. We can see black owned brand. It doesn't have to be a black owned. It doesn't have to be a Black History special. That's yeah, my exactly. you, that's my issue. <laughs> like that's I that is my yeah. issue. I don't. <laughs> I don't want it to always have to be a tired, momentum occasion oh, for you to include us. I don't. Yeah, that's all I want. Literally, I want these black women it that are doing black owned brands thing. to be featured in publications just as anyone else, so that it's easier for us to know where they are. Because there's no point mm-hmm. if sis has, a, if you know, she has a company that caters for black women, but no one knows. Yeah, no. But the thing is, one of the platforms I think are really, I think two platforms that are really good at doing that and including these black owned brands and not saying black owned are Stylist Magazine and Sunday Time Style. Um, yeah, I yeah. Know, um, I don't, you know, Afro um, Skincare and Co. Um, they've been mentioned in Style, but they, they, they're starting to basically include them in the conversation saying Perfect. these are just the brands that you should be wearing for yeah, x y and z it, and it. i think they've started to remove the whole black label above the brand so it's it's changing i mean obviously baby steps but you can see that they're making some kind of effort mm. and that could be because maybe they have people on their team that are black women that are included in the conversation which i think that's important too because i know that's something that you've touched on in your own podcast like having women on the team in these particular companies who are black who have an understanding can educate oh, these people that, i think um, that is think one really, really of important. it's one of those issues where you can you can create a product or you can launch something, but if you don't have a mix of people working in that team, there's no way that you are going to speak to the right people. You know, we can't, we always say like skin is skin is skin. I get that. 
But then again, black skin is different. And sometimes you have to communicate with us different. The, there's, there's a difference in culture. There's a difference in how we receive information. Mm -hmm. It has to relate to us. Like, you know, I think there's all that disconnect with us, with SPF and yeah. black people using it is because the people who are in charge of those things still don't know how to communicate to us when it comes to SPF. So we've always seen it as a holiday thing. Yeah. But so if you have the right mm -hmm. people on your team, they'll tell you, oh, no, like, no, let's, this is how we target black women. This is how we, if you're going to do a product for black women, you need to speak to them in this way. Like, oh, no, this is not going to work for people. How, how mm -hmm. are you giving us a foundation with a blue base? It's going to make right like how SPF no 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 that's going to make them ashy so you really do need yeah. diversity in the team like you do because you know like in, in yeah, one oh, of my gosh, episodes ashy, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Amina who's the sci cosmetic scientist was did mention do you know what I mean like she mentioned how how things are yes, tested I listened to that one yeah. If, even in the testing stages, if you are not diversifying yes. your team and testing out different people, how do you know it's working for everyone? So at every stage, we need diversity. Mm, every stage, the clinical stage, you need yeah. someone, you need diversity. She, you know, mm. she was able to be in these rooms when she could say, hey, mm -hmm. uh, if you put that red on me, it doesn't look right. If you put that pink on me, it doesn't look right. So if you don't have someone yeah. in those rooms that look like us, then we're never, it's never going to be for us. Like you need people that look like us and representation, not just, and representation is yeah. not just black. When, when we talk about having different uh, diversity things, it is, it's a wide range. It's Asian women. It's, it's having Asian women in there. We've all was we're all different in skin tones and yeah. undertones. So you just need to make sure like your team every stage mm -hmm. there needs to be diversity and that's the only way we're gonna really like be part of the conversation there's no point including yeah. us at the end when you want to sell it that, exactly yeah because no one's going to buy it and then it's going to be a discontinued product um you know and it, it goes with everything you know when before you start a product it's important to get the right people on board to research that product with you it's all part of marketing research they don't, they don't um, get it's it. 101 really um but unfortunately <laughs> that's just there's just some companies that just don't get it um but I guess um my next my, I think my one of my last questions really is what's your advice um to anyone who'd want to start a podcast um whether it be in beauty or anything like that well actually specifically to you in beauty what is your first steps of advice I mean would they have to research like in terms of the type of guests they want on board so what would be your advice for anyone who wanted to you know um, get into beauty is so diverse it's like what what is it that you want to you want to talk about who do you want to talk about like with, with starting anything really it's like how do you make yours different from anyone else mm -hmm. like it is the the market, the podcasting market, yeah, is so intimidating, especially now because now everyone everyone is doing it. Everyone and their uncles and their aunts and their mums and dads are doing it, and I love it. I've been a podcast girl for years. I love, oh podcasts. yeah. So, so you shouldn't be scared that it's a big market, but just try yeah. and find your niche. What is what is your niche? What what angle are you talking about? Like, what is it that you want mm -hmm. to talk about? Find out what it is. That's the main thing. Yeah, you can do a podcast, but yeah. what is the content? What is something that's going to be, um, that's going to kind of glue mm -hmm. each episode together? 
Like, what is going to be the theme? Are you gonna Are you gonna talk about one thing? Yeah. Are you gonna ask the same questions to link it back? Are you gonna have kind of a segment where you do like top five mm-hmm. questions, and that's something that you do every episode? Like, what kind of links the episode? And that's always down to finding out what it is that you want to talk about. No, for sure. No, that's great advice. Is there any sort of platforms that you would use to record? I mean, how do you record your podcast? Is there particularly a particular software platform that you use that you advise anyone to use or to not? To be honest with you, for me, I was I was telling my friend, I was like, I the thing that I'm having the mm-hmm. hardest time is I feel like I've lost my mojo. I'm someone like I love to talk face to face. So recording remote, it's tech wise we have come yeah. far like you can, you can record remote and it looks like you're literally recording with someone face yeah. to face so you know that fear there's so many platforms that you can use yeah, yeah. Uh, I um, use Zencaster which is so simple to use you just send a link they join and you record okay all you need is headphones you don't need all the extra extra headphones or anything mm-hmm. professional because I think that's what kind of stops before and that's yeah. definitely what stopped me that stopped me from recording for a long time because I felt like I needed great mm-hmm. equipment, especially recording from home. Yeah. You're like, oh no, I need, I need to sound like I am there, rock star. Yes. Like, but <laughs> but that's the thing. You don't. You don't. You can just yeah. use your normal phone headphones <laughs> or buy something cheap from Amazon, and you can do it because if you're waiting yeah. for the great, the great, you're never going to do. You're just going to delay it. And then do it. Just buy cheap and also. Don't be scared. It's true. And you know what I'm saying all this? Guys, this is all advice that I'm throwing out there, but it is bouncing right back to me because this is, I'm giving myself advice. Like, <laughs> absolutely. And like, but that's and a I good thing. That's always this, a good thing. You can don't be back scared yourself, for something you know? not to sound perfect. It's growth. You will, like, I think for a lot of us, it's just that yeah. fail, the fear to fail. Mm-hmm. You're psyching yourself up for no reason. No one even is watching the little techy things that you're worried about. Yeah. If people can hear what you're saying, that's enough. Those little buzzy sound at the yeah. back, they will get used to it. It will be it will become music. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's just don't let fear yeah. of failing, <laughs> don't let perfection stop you from starting something. Start it and you'll learn. I've been learning as I've been going along. Sometimes I don't know something and I'll research. I'll be like, oh, I can do it that way. Or I see someone else do it. And I'm like, oh, okay, they use this. I can, it's available to me. So, you know, like the most important thing is just start. Just just start it. Like all the tech thing you will find out after. Um, And just to go back to your question of what I prefer in terms of recording. Like I said, I'm a face-to-face person. I like going to go in the studio. I like to see people. I like us to laugh. Yes. Like I, so I love studio. It's not cheap. It's not cheap, guys. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the thing. Finance as well. So you know, studio is. If you really think about it, sometimes some studios you can find great deals yeah. like twenty pounds an hour. Da, da, da. But when you're recording, for me personally, I don't like the limit of having. Oh God, I've only got an hour at the back of my head. I don't like that. right. Exactly. You want to exactly. speak freely. So, like, so studio, you still have that kind of right? like, oh, I've only booked it for an hour, mm-hmm. two hours. So the more hours you book, the more you pay, obviously. So, but I just love, I love the intimacy of recording with people. I love yeah. seeing people. It's always such a good atmosphere for me. So I prefer that. But like mm-hmm. you said, with the recording remote, there's no limits. You can record as you want. It's, I think some platforms in terms of just how much data yeah. you can save, but that's it. Apart from that, you can record if 
if it's only gives you an hour yeah. data, press stop and record again. <laughs> you can keep doing that for two, three, four hours. Yeah. That's <laughs> but yeah, I know. Yeah, and I and I think it's really important for people to know that because I think it's important when you do you are starting a podcast yeah. or you're creating a platform that you don't need to necessarily spend a lot of money because as you know it can be expensive so it's about even I've learned you know it's about making what's going to be cost efficient and it's going to be effective and I'm able to execute at a timely manner um and that's something that's Mm -hmm. really really important I think even with myself I've done this I'm like I need a big production I need all this I need all that and it's like if I'd actually researched properly before I started I could have done it for half the price cheaper saved money on all that labor and have a probably an even better product and I think that's so important when you're starting your own podcast or your business that you need to really research and and calculate your finances okay is this going to be time consuming is this going to be the best solution for me going forward what is it going to look in a couple of months times if for example you know like you said the pandemic you know you can't go to the studio then cast and anchor are great platforms for podcasters you can record from home so even if you can't go to a studio or it's the pandemic or whatever it may be at least you can record you've got to pick up your little your little minion from nursery so record from home don't let we shouldn't let these little things because what happens is it stops you from doing things because you're overthinking it you're you're already counting yourself out you already say oh i don't have yes. the finance so i can't do it i you, don't give me wrong me i always tell people me i like the finer things in life everything <laughs> no but also i've learned to be like yes we know it's okay <laughs> sometimes to get something that is less it will do the same thing and it's just i just don't want people to be to be stopped yes. from doing what they're doing because they feel like they don't have all the equipment uh, we live in a in a in a time where you can you can be so creative mm-hmm. and youtube guys youtube is your friend everything you want guys i google everything there is nothing that i don't go on youtube and ask someone how to do this from recording from editing like i've learned so many skills since i started my podcast Mm -hmm. like i can edit my own shows using audacity like i can do so many things and a lot of them i learned through youtube because there's someone there that god has blessed them to just come on they have time on their hand to Mm -hmm. show me Mm -hmm. how to edit so i just just don't let you know trying to get expensive stuff stop you and you know and not knowing the know-how you will find it we will find it we will learn yeah and I think it's also about increasing increasing your skill set in your own platform I think many times um, I'm sure a lot of creators would agree that there's certain things that you know you'd probably pay someone to do that you're now doing it for yourself um you know because it can be really expensive and I think you know learning how for yourself learning how to there's god will do something where things will start to align themselves for you like when you start to speak about certain things like i've you know i think a lot of us have got time right now to to really think about what Mm -hmm. we want in life and to and i hope a lot of us are really going for it and when i say go for it speak 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 everything you want into existence yes everything will kind of start to align itself when i finally decided like you know what i'm going to do the podcast Mm -hmm. So many people came into my life that started helping me into that journey. Like 
you came back into my life and pushing me to do it was the start then yes. I met people from jobs that were like oh I'm a DJ yeah. I can do then I met someone who did the intro for me he was always like I show if you want the intro I'm here he did the intro so the intro that I have is produced by someone right. that I'd met from work Zane so, yeah so he I I didn't I only met him from that job okay and amazing where he was just like I will do that for free of charge but you people he will charge you so I don't want yeah. to think it's free everywhere he has a home to feed wow. but no but just to say like a lot of things <laughs> align themselves so try not to let things stop you from doing it when you want to do something yeah. like for every single one of us whatever it is just do it and mm-hmm. speak, speak it into existence things will start to align themselves that like you'll you'll be you'll be yeah. so shocked to be like wait like oh that happened oh it worked out because it does I mean, it literally does. Like my biggest advice, take away from anything. If you want to start it, yeah. start the podcast, whatever it is. Even if it's not a podcast, it's something else. Just do it. Start it. Start it and stop telling people that you're doing it. Because yeah. you know what else? Some people mm-hmm. don't actually know how they can help you if you don't say. Like, but, you know, for years we were told, oh, don't, you know, like, you know, African yes, people, don't tell people true. your business. That is very true. They have bad vibes. But Yes, that can happen to some people, but also sometimes if yeah. you start saying to people, "Oh, I'm doing this," oh, I'm, I'm, I do the podcast. You know how many people have kind of entered my life through me saying this? People have, yeah, people have referred people to me through me telling people that I'm doing it. Yes, so that exactly. People just you know fallen into place and align themselves. Mm. Just yeah. by me saying, you know what, I just have to do it because there's nothing worse than mm-hmm. waking up years from now and you're like, I didn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about telling the right people as well. I think so many times I know obviously our parents would be like, don't tell this person was bad vibes. But I think it's also discerning who to tell things to. If you're obviously at a beauty, you know, skincare <laughs> convention, you saw, see all these beauty professionals, that would be the right time to tell them that you're doing a podcast. Um, you know, but it's about choosing when to say uh, to people what you're doing. So sometimes you don't know who the right people might be. So, you know, with networking, you meet so many different people. Obviously, with networking, you go to events that you are interested in. But sometimes you might talk to someone and you don't know what they can actually do for you, whether they're in that industry or not, because they might know someone else. So it's still, I think it's still important to watch who you talk to, because not everyone will speak words of encouragement to you. And, you know, and, and you have to learn, like, we are at this big age where, Oh you, no! <laughs> me, I'm like they said. You got no one can tell me can tell me nothing. Like, I am I am somebody's mother. Like <laughs> I am someone's mom, so I have someone yeah. who I can tell them what to do. No one can tell me. I'm an old adult, so it's being set in your own mindset. Be like, there's nothing anyone can say that should discourage you from what you want to do. Like, even our own parents, we have learned. You know, our parents they're still like, oh, when are you gonna get that? Exactly. Uh, what you really? No, I completely agree. That ziggy job, that mom, that dream has died years ago. You were still asking me oh, when I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's they don't yeah. do it to kind of to shit on you, but they do. They can put you off certain things. So you can talk to people, and they can put you down. That's not your problem. So it doesn't really matter yeah. who you speak to. Some people are not going to be for it, and that is not your problem. Exactly, exactly. Well, Asha, just leading on to our last question. Um, You know, I just thank you so much for for coming on this podcast. It's been amazing speaking to you. It's 
It's always a joy. It's always a joy. Um, and I hope our listeners have been um, really well educated about, obviously, what you do. And just so they can find out about you. Find, you can find me uh, at your the Asha Fundi. So that's my personal one. Or you can go to the podcast Instagram page, which is uh, at After 25 Podcasts. Okay? And definitely check us out. Listen to the episodes. I'm currently producing trying to get season two done so i'm still i'm recording right now and kind of ready to launch them so right now season one is still out i think there is uh 10 episodes altogether that you can listen to and these episodes guys is like i said these are women black women that i am inspired by that i see on my timeline daily that motivate me to get up and and chase what it what it is that i want so i want you guys to to get that sense of that so listen to the episode and we talk about just enjoying getting older like we you know you enjoying it it doesn't life doesn't have to make sense at this at this stage it doesn't have to be because we're 30 everything has to make sense but the show is all about us talking about what is great about this age like what is amazing skin career life what have we learned like what do we love and it's and it's fun like we a lot all my guests v was one of my guests so there's an episode episode on that and we talk just what it's like being black women in the work industry great. what it's like it. being black women just in everyday life i'm looking forward to season two <laughs> looking forward to it i can't wait well asha thank you so much for being one of our first guests in the cnc collective um oh. and yes well watch this space there's many more coming no worries <laughs> bye everyone all right <laughs>